Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. You've got to say this about Neil Huntington, the Pirates GM. He's got brass. He's got brass. Every single thing that tumbles out of his mouth is pure horse manure. And it has to be. He's part of the con. It's all crapola, but he sells it, and some of you buy it. Neil Huntington's like Baghdad Bob saying that Iraq is winning the war. It's like Kevin Bacon saying, remain calm. All is well. References to Dr. Joseph Garibald's are generally frowned upon, but the bigger the lie, the more believable it is. But when Neil Huntington said that technically the Pirates are still in it, that went above and beyond. That's his version of Wunderwaffe. He's fiddling as Rome burns. Huntington finally went beyond believable all the way to stupid. We can read the standings, you jagoff. Huntington has also been peddling the notion the Pirates can contend next year, and that's why he didn't trade Vasquez. You were scared to trade Vasquez. You didn't want to script the sequel to the Chris Archer debacle. There's no way the Pirates can contend next year because the payroll is going to be lower still, and you get what you pay for. What? You think the Pirates are going to spend that 11 mil that's cleared by Cervelli's departure? Go ahead and tell me that, Baghdad Bob. Northside Neil. Ha! Liar. The Pirates treat you like idiots. But it works because a lot of you are idiots. But when you hear lies all the time, some of it seeps in organically. So, let's take a moment right now to get our story straight for next year. The payroll's going to be lower. The pitching is still going to suck. Maybe they ditch Marte. You watch. And the pirates stink again. Remain calm. All is well. Captain Nemo brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. find it very hard to talk about the Pirates. Maybe, uh, unlike the, the media stooges, maybe I'm making my job harder. Because like they, they analyze the bullpen. I heard some dope today. Well, you know, next year, they'll have so-and-so in the sixth, so-and-so in the seventh, so-and-so in the eighth, so-and-so in the ninth. And that's what baseball is all about now. Getting five good innings of starting pitching and then having the bullpen close it out. Okay, first off, idiot. Who says they're going to get five good innings of starting pitching? The other day, Archer pitched against the Reds. The Pirates were down 2-0 after five pitches. All right? 
And then this guy's talking about Rodriguez and Crick being part of the equation when those two have sucked just as much as they've been okay this year. Crick walks way too many guys. He mentioned Kella. Kella didn't pitch for most of the season. Vasquez is quality, but they should have traded him to embark on a legitimate rebuild. You know what I believe the Pirates are paying some degree of attention to trying to win when they go in a total rebuild? Because then attendance would dip, revenue would dip. They might finish dead last, but they're almost dead last right now. But it's about illusion. The Pirates market via illusion. They sell the illusion. And as long as people are stupid enough to buy it, why wouldn't they? Oh, by the way, uh, Razor Ramon tweeted, uh, not the same Razor Ramon, I wouldn't think, that Paul Zeiss regularly tells it like it is about the Bucks, and uh, I agree with that. He is the exception to the rule. Uh, if you want to smart yourself up about the Pirates, I mean, really get it. Understand one thing. Understand this one thing, and you got a chance. The first concern is money when it comes to every decision they make. It's not baseball. It's not doing the right thing. It's not the fans. It's not winning. It's money, period. All their decisions are based on money every time. Now, when I say every time, I mean 99%. Because once in a while they throw a bone, like the Archer trade and paying Cervelli, but those moves are made to maintain the illusion because in and of themselves, they've certainly proven to be small potatoes. If you understand that money is the main factor all the time, then you won't have pipe dreams about signing Keiko or trading for Bumgarner or keeping Kutch or keeping Cole or winning or contending or whatever the frig. Because you get what you pay for. And right now, I know on the B team right now they're saying, you know, these guys have an okay bullpen. What if Tyon's okay? They're not that far away. Fire the manager. Fire the GM. And then the new manager, new GM come in, and it's exactly the same. I'm surprised Huntington hasn't fired the uh, manager and GM and brought in cheaper guys. I'm sure they will when the contracts of Hurdle and Huntington run out in 2021. They'll know they're in trouble when uh, the 2021 season's about to start and neither has an extension beyond that year. In fact, that's when, if they're ever going to get fired with time left on the contract, it will be after next season, so you'd just be paying them one year to not work. But even that, I don't think is going to happen. I think Hurdle and Huntington, no matter how bad the Pirates do, no matter how bad those two do at their jobs, will probably get a contract extension at some point. And I love, it's so cute when all of you get mad because you still haven't figured out that it doesn't matter what you think. They don't care at all about what you think. Money, money, money. That's what every decision is based on. 412-333-9939, the number to call up. We spoke with Jeremy Fowler earlier about the Steelers' defense, about how it's gotten a lot faster and that the defense kind of has to make up by playing better for what the offense lost. Uh, here's a great Keith Butler quote from Camp, the Steelers' defensive coordinator. I'm 63 years old. If they fire me, so what? I'll go play golf. That's the perfect attitude. 
I'm 58. Makes me wish I knew how to play golf. Let's go to Greg on the road. Greg, you're on with the Super Genius. Hey, Mark. Uh, what is, would Neil Huntington's motivation be to stay with an organization this long? I mean, they are never going to... Who wants him? Who wants him? Nobody's going to want him. That's exactly it. Nobody's going to want the guy. But okay, I mean, so I, I, I don't see what your point is. I would just take a demotion to go somewhere else other than stay with a pirate. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't take a pay cut. I can tell you that for sure. Obviously, he won't. Obviously, you wouldn't. That's just stupid talk. Anything else? Nope, not today. Good. Well, thanks for calling. I love when, like, guys who drive a truck or work at the 7-Eleven don't act like sports are a job and that they would take less money to go somewhere else and, and, and win more or be in a better situation or whatever. It's a job. Money's the name of the game. Do some athletes overplay that hand? Of course they do. Look at Antonio Brown. There's got to be a happy medium, and there has to be some pride in your work. But nobody would quit a better-paying job with more prestige to go to a lesser-paying job with less prestige. Just would not. Let's go to Oliver on the road. Oliver, you're on with Double M. Oliver, are you there? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, then. Um, do you have any expectations for the Pittsburgh Pirates next season, and specifically um, Chris Archer? I was expecting a lot from him this season. Uh, I would not be surprised if they don't pick up the option on Archer's contract for next year. There's a club option at season's end, but the only thing that might make them pick up that option, Oliver, is that that would really make Neil Huntington look bad and make that deal look like the total bust that we all know it already is. But, uh, you know, why why put hot sauce on that? Just... Uh, just keep him for one more year. Pay him because you've got to pay somebody. Start him because you're going to start somebody. You're not going to contend anyway. And just let his time here die a more organic death than uh, rushing him out of town before you uh, before the contract says you have to. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 412-333-9939. I'd like to send out uh, good wishes to Sean McDowell. His last show yesterday and the celebration surrounding was uh, just tremendous. I stopped down at the Marriott on my way to the Queen concert. Sean did not go to the Queen concert. He hates Queen. But it was a delightful time. Saw uh, his lovely wife, Cindy. And uh, I always wish Sean the best. And uh, we'll still be talking to him and hopefully seeing him a bit. But uh, what a great career that guy had. It makes you wonder, when my career is over, will anybody show up for the farewell? I don't think so. I think they'll just want to rush my fat ass out of here as quickly as possible. And that's okay. That's kind of the way I've designed it. Also, I'm going to thank my uh, buddy Dean Costas, former uh, owner of the Pittsburgh Steak Company on the south side, because he was in Atlantic City, and he got me a White House sub. If you've never had a White House sub, they're the best subs in the world. No question about that, especially the, the White House special with the uh, hot pepper relish. Just unbelievable. So thanks to Dean for that. I'll be eating during the commercial. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Up. I want to hear you vent about the pirates. I want to hear you talk about the suspensions that came down. Uh, I also want to hear what you think about the Steelers being underdogs because they clearly are. The disrespect is piling up. The latest evidence being uh, neither uh, De Castro or Ponce or Hayward. None of the Steelers' top linemen made the. Uh, NFL's top 100 players 
on NFL.com. You know, everybody piled on Ben and made him the scapegoat in Antonio Brown's departure. The Browns hype is through the roof. I think it serves the Steelers very well to be underdogs. What say you? 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, hey. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Hi. Super genius. It's a good buddy. Ask shit, folks. Ask shit, BMW. Woo! VX at 105.9. If you're just tuning in, the suspension have come down for the brawl between the Reds and Pirates at Cincinnati on uh, Tuesday. Keon Kelly got 10 games. This is from the uh, MLB memo for intentionally throwing a pitch in the area of the head of Derek Dietrich of the Reds. Now, how do they know it was intentional? They hook him up to a lie detector? Do they have mind readers on staff? I mean, I get it, but uh, I always kind of flinch when you speak in absolutes about what somebody else is thinking. Amir Garrett got an eight-game suspension for inciting the bench-clearing incident. Uh, that's the Reds pitcher. Uh, Osuna got a five-game suspension from the Pirates for inappropriate actions during the ninth-inning incident. Uh, as best I can tell, it's because he fought better than everybody else. Our Reds pitcher Jared Hughes, he's a former Pirate. He got three games for intentionally throwing at Marte, once again judging intent. Pirates pitcher Kyle Crick. Got three games because apparently he fought pretty good. So did uh, Yasiel Puig from Cleveland. He got three games. When you look at these suspensions, you, you wonder if that fight was on the 10-point must system. And then the managers got suspended. Uh, David Bell got six games for returning to the field following his ejection, uh, escalating the incident with his aggressive actions, uh, his club's intentional pitch at Marte, and his numerous ejections this season. Uh, eight total, not to be exact, so his pass counted against him. And Hurdle got uh, two games for his club's conduct during the incident and his club's multiple intentional pitches thrown at Dietrich this season. So there you have it. The, uh, the uh, MLB suspension crew was not only judging the intent of the pitchers, but judging the intent of the managers. Just kind of goofy. Now one of the B teams saying, get Kella off the Pirates. The guy's bad news. Yeah, that'll make a real difference. Throw in a guy. Big deal. I mean, he's a nutcase. Got suspended. But, uh, again, when you look at the little problems and dissect the minutia, you ignore the big picture, which, of course, is just fine by the Pirates. 412-333-9939, the number to call. There's not a football game. One. There's no exhibition tonight, is there? It's it's wing night at Archie's on the south side. It says NFL football in this uh, Twitter. Boy, if there is NFL football tonight, what, the Hall of Fame game maybe? It's way too early. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. the number to call. I got an amazing story about A.B. I'll tell you in just a little bit. Right now, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I uh, hope your sub was good, man. Um, I wanted to uh, – I, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I think it's a good thing that the Steelers are kind of under the radar. I figured, like, even, like, less expectations almost. Like, the less distractions, the better, right? That way they can focus up. 
Well, I, I think they've already shed a bunch of distractions based on personnel. Uh, I think there's always the pressure of winning internally because they're the Steelers. Right. And, and I think they're, they're favored to win the division in my book. Like, we can hype the Browns all we want, but in Las Vegas, the over-under for wins by the Browns is nine. It's nine for the Steelers, too. So uh, people are projecting, the, the real knowledgeable people are projecting a close race. But uh, uh, I, I just think that, you're right, the less distractions, the better. But I think the underdog thing is more of a motivator than anything else. I don't think it's about taking the pressure off. I just think it's allowing the Steelers to control the pressure. I would totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, it seems like there's like, I don't know, it just seems like the, from this team coming in, there seems like there's a lot less anxiety instead of having to deal with some interesting personalities, we'll say, and interesting distractions. Um, it just seems like there's just a, 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 a less less stress going into the season. I think that'll just require them oh, to play Boy, is that an understatement? Better. I mean, I mean, bro, they got rid of the two biggest a-holes in the world within <laughs> a space of a couple years, and of course it's going to be a calmer camp and a less distracting camp. I mean, look no further than that. We, we ignore. Those guys are the two biggest a-holes in the world. No question. Thank you for the call. By the way, uh, I'm getting rave reviews for my rap. Maybe I should play it again later today. If only so I don't have to talk as much. But uh, I've listened to that rap again. My my uh, my jewelry and hookers rap. rap. Jewelry, capital N, hookers. Like boys and the hood, jewelry and hookers. And uh, I'm not a good rapper. I stink. I'm better than Bell. Okay, I'm white, I'm fat, I stink. I'm a better rapper than Lev Bell. Word to your mother. Let's go to Zimmy and Scottdale. Zimmy, you're on with Mark. Mark, uh, in the, the movie The Natural, where the, the player runs through the outfield wall, if you could pick Yeah, Bump Bailey. That's right, that's right. Played by, played, by, played by a guest on this show, Michael Madsen. That's right. I, didn't, I forgot that. Yeah, he was, what was that, that, that ESPN poker series? Tilt. He was the star of Tilt, and he came on the... Uh, the program to plug it. He was a great guest. I loved him. Funny guy. Funny guy. If, if you could pick anybody now in the Pirates organization to run through that wall, who would you pick? Can they go off the board and take Antonio Brown? No, okay. <laughs> you know what? I want to go with Derek Carr, so Nate Peterman has to be Oakland's quarterback. Thank you for the call, Zimmy. Well, I was right, which I always am. The exhibition season does start tonight. Oh, my God, already? Uh, Denver and Atlanta in Canton, Ohio. It's the Hall of Fame game. So we get to see all those new uh, replay challenges tonight for the first time. I can't imagine that a coach would challenge interference in the first exhibition game of the year. Maybe they would just see how the challenge works, but the players will be pissed. The players will be like, Coach, what are you doing? Let's just get the F out of here. That's like an exhibition game going to overtime. Nobody wants overtime. Nobody wants overtime in NFL exhibitions, NHL exhibitions. Nobody wants extra innings in MLB preseason. Oh, this just in. Steven Nelson got a pick off in practice. Yeah, except he got it from Josh Dobbs, who is completing just as many to their guys 
as he is to our guys. And you know what? Read between the lines all you want on this one. No way he gets cut. His interception percentage could be higher than his incompletion percentage. His completion percentage. He could complete 45 to them and 40 to us, and he's not getting cut. Period. Never. Uh, this just into Jordan Dangerfield had a crazy good defensive series and yelled to the media, "Wake up! You all need to wake up and quit sleeping on me. Quit sleeping on me." Unquote. Okay. Well, let me just say for the record, I think Jordan Dangerfield sucks. 1059 the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? In and out like the psychotic version of the hokey pokey. Mark, you are super genius. I know. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. X at 105.9. I said a moment ago how uh, MLB judged Kella's intent regarding that pitch to Dietrich. I'd forgotten that Kella confessed to throwing a Dietrich intentionally after the game which means he should not have gotten 10 games. His sentence should have been reduced because he uh, had a plea bargain. He confessed and saved the trouble. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, I'd like to talk more about Steelers camp. I can't wait till the Steelers play a game, though. Uh, next Friday is the first one. I won't be uh, in town. I'll be at a different game. I'll be at Norwich City at Liverpool FC at Anfield in the uh, season opener for the English Premier League. You know, there was a time when I just would not have dreamed to take it off work like once Steelers camp started and then not till the end of, you know, Penguin season. Yeah, those those times are over. I've done this for 23 years at the very top of the profession, so I'm going to pretty much do what I want till they tell me to get out. And when I do get out, Donnie Iris won't show up to wish me well like he did Sean McDowell. He might. But Steelers camp, uh, I I talked with uh, Jeremy Fowler before, and I brought up, Juju's look great in practice. No question. You know what he doesn't face in practice? Double teams. You know what he doesn't face in exhibition games? Double teams, because everybody on both sides of the ball goes pretty much vanilla. So really, Juju's not going to have a firm grip on his new job until the first quarter of week one at New England. Not saying he'll do poorly. I'm just saying he really won't get a look at that job till then. You know what I would do if I were uh, Mike Tomlin? I would double cover Juju some in practice. And I'd tell those guys to really lay it in there. Really be tight, really be physical, because... He needs to get used to it. Better he gets frustrated for the first time now than gets frustrated for the first time at Foxborough. Uh, I'm very interested in Dante Moncrief. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the battle. His stats have never lived up to all that. Maybe Pittsburgh and Ben will bring better out of him. I don't know. He's played on some decent teams with decent quarterbacks in the past. 
But uh, if they can get Dante Moncrief to just find a, a bit better level, I think that goes a long way. And then past that, the receivers, boy, there's a lot of options. I still think Washington winds up playing de facto slot. You know, Juju lines up in the slot a lot, too. We talk about the battle between Switzer and Rodgers. I don't think that's going to be very consequential. I think if there ever is a winner, eventually, in the battle to be full-time slot receiver, it's going to be Deontay Johnson. Before that, I think them other two, Rodgers and Switzer, uh, I think Rodgers gets cut, and I think Switzer's primary value is on special teams, where it has been pretty great. Uh, it's important that Devin Bush plays to his ability and makes the calls efficiently on the field. Don't forget, he's not determining the calls. He has the headset in his helmet, and he's communicating that information to the other players. That's not as easy as it sounds, and it's tougher still for a rookie. And he's got to spot certain things and maybe make the occasional adjustment. But uh, everything said about Devin Bush so far uh, has been that he's doing lights out. Steven Nelson needs to at least be 6 on a 10 scale. Would you settle for that, the new quarterback? 6 on a 10 scale. Artie was like a 2, a weak 2, maybe 1.5. And uh, Steven Nelson needs to get a, a few more interceptions. The Steelers' defense in general needs to get a few more turnovers. 15 turnovers last year, that's like practically not getting any. Less than one a game. I'm sure you can do the most rudimentary of math. Uh, I still can't believe Artie Burns even made it to camp, let alone made it to his 800K roster bonus. Although, maybe I made, we made, too big a deal out of the 800K roster bonus because really that's butt white money. To get a longer look at a number one pick, if you decide you still want to cut him and it costs 800k, 800k is worth it to have given yourself the time to make the proper evaluation. Uh, the Chris Boswell situation absolutely worries me to death, and strangely, even though it worries me to death, I think he'll do okay. It's just that, come on, admit it. Every time he goes out there for a kick, never mind a big kick, I'm talking about every kick. Every time Chris Boswell goes out there for a kick, you're going to flinch, which is okay as long as he doesn't. Uh, everybody has this theory, and Jeremy Fowler has been the latest to espouse this. Uh, he wrote at ESPN that the Steelers' defense has to make up for the loss of Brown and Bell on offense. I don't agree with that all that much. I think the defense will be better, make no question. But I think the offense is going to score as many points as it did last year. Now, Ben just, and we've said this a million times, but now Ben doesn't have to worry about this guy getting touches, that guy getting catches. Ben's in great shape, and most important, his head is clear. Let me ask you a, a really pointed question. If you're an NFL quarterback, do you want to play with Antonio Brown? Or would you rather play with a, a lesser talent, slightly lesser, who's not going to give you the grief and the, and the selfishness and the attitude? I think a mediocre NFL quarterback or below would want to play with A.B. because A.B. could pick him up. 
even though a mediocre quarterback is exactly the kind of guy Antonio Brown would eat alive. And I hope we get to find that out when Derek Carr gets hurt in Oakland and uh, Nate Peterman, of all people, takes over as the starter because Gruden apparently likes what he's seen of Peterman in camp. But I think if you're a real good quarterback, you'd rather play with a slightly lesser talent. And make no mistake, Juju Smith-Schuster is only a slightly lesser talent than Antonio Brown. I think you'd rather play with a slightly lesser talent that's not going to just F up your whole day all the time, give you a headache. If you're a quarterback and you think it would be fun to play with A.B., it would not be fun to play with A.B. And I think the better you are, the less fun it would be because his expectations for you would be higher. And since you're good, your attitude would be more likely, boy, do I really need this nonsense? In fact, that's where we should all give Ben credit. Ben took that crap from those lame brains for a long time. And he might have leaked out a little anger. But he never went nuts like they did all the time. He never ruined the team like they efforted to do all the time. He never tanked the game where he was mildly hurt. He never threw a water cooler on the sideline. I'm sure Ben was frustrated with the Toxic Twins, but Ben was always a professional. And now all that stuff, all those problems he had, all the headaches, all that insanity... Ben's going to bubble over this year. You watch. Going to bubble over and just have a great year, maybe even an MVP year. Wouldn't that be great if Ben had an MVP year? And he's motivated because no no matter how he soft-pedaled the situation, he'd love to stick it to those two. Like he said today to Dulac, quote, I feel like I love football again. Well, what's missing from when he didn't love football? I hope you people are over Bell and Brown. I hope if the Steelers have a rough game here and there, you don't bemoan their absence. The best thing for the Steelers is that those two nitwits are gone, and the fans should like that even more than I do, even more than Ben does, because now the Steelers get to be the Steelers again. They get to be the franchise that the city was proud of. Listen to the way I talk about them. I'm actually rooting for him. I haven't rooted for him in years. I've hated him for years because of those two, because of Harrison, because of Martavis Bryant, because they took the logo, they took the name, they took the reputation, and they defecated all over it. And half of you liked it because I don't know why you liked it. Fantasy football, who knows why? But now they get to be the Steelers again. Is that sinking in with any of you? Does that matter at all to any of you? Or is it all fantasy league and This guy's cool because he humped the goalpost, and that guy's cool because he smokes pot? Are you really that shallow and stupid? Do you really not care about the logo? Do you really not care about winning like the Toxic Twins didn't? This could be one of the Steelers' greatest years ever if they play to their capabilities. And they wouldn't even have to win a Super Bowl for it to be one of their greatest years ever. If they win the division, minus the Toxic Twins, what a great accomplishment that would be in and of itself. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking to the deaf here. I don't think you get it. I think you think those two helped. I think you think the Toxic Twins helped. I I don't think you understand how damaging they were. I don't think you get that they did not do what they were supposed to do. Not them, not the team, not anybody with those two in the lineup. Although, boy, I've been doing this for 23 glorious years. 
if I haven't learned how stupid and fickle and shallow most of you are, then then friggin' shame on me. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Yeah, I'm psyched about the Steelers, no question. Uh, the only thing that worries me about the Steelers, tough schedule to start. Anybody going to watch that Hall of Fame game tonight? I'll tell you what people will do with the Hall of Fame game tonight. They'll bet on it, no question. Uh, a friend of mine's a gambler, and I always tell him he's the sickest gambler I know because he bets on a ton of exhibition games. Although that said, he is a smart gambler. Remember when Steve Spurrier used to be the coach of the Washington NFL team just for a couple of years? Well, Steve Spurrier did an interview before the season where he said, look, I only know one way to coach, and that's to win. We're going to play uh, all the players in the exhibition so people get a fair shot at making a team. But we're really going to coach to win. We're going to call a few more plays. We'll be less vanilla. Blah, blah, blah. Well, a buddy of mine read that, took him seriously. Washington went undefeated in preseason, and my buddy cleaned up. Anything that you can bet on is worth betting on if you play it smart. John Taylor from SI.com said Kelly should have been suspended for the rest of the season. Quote, you admit to throwing at someone's head, you should have to sit for a very long time. Now, you see... That's the opposite of the way our legal system works. If you admit your guilt, you get a lesser sentence. Like OJ. Well, wait, he didn't admit his guilt and didn't get sentenced at all. Uh, By the way, I'm sorry. I know he killed two people. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should go to the same hell he does. He's great. Let's go to Greg in Monsville. Greg, you're on with Double M. Double M. Big fan, just want to let you know, everything you were saying about the Steelers is completely on point. It, it feels like a new team. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be unleashed, and he's going to have an incredible year. He's always been great at throwing to a ton of different receivers, and this year I think it's really going to showcase to the whole league and the whole world what he's really about. Greg, uh, ben Roethlisberger has always been good at letting the game come to him, of taking what he's given, and with the Toxic Twins – he couldn't do that as often, or there would have been chaos. You're absolutely right. Everything you said was on point, as usual, because you're the super genius. Thanks for the call, Mark. Tested IQ 166. Somebody wanted to like have a have a have a contest, like uh, uh, some people I used to work with in wrestling. Raven, remember him? He has a real high IQ. They wanted to have, like have a thing where we all sit down and take an IQ test. I'm not going to do that. My IQ was tested in fourth grade. It's 166, and IQs do not go up or down. They are constant. They don't change. I'm not going to jump through your hoop. Let's go to uh, Robin Robinson. Rob, you're on with Double M. Hello? Hello, Rob. Yeah, I just wanted to talk. What do you think the Steelers' chances are of winning their division when they've got to face the Browns, who have got Baker me up an up-and-coming quarterback, and then you've got to worry about that and Odell Beckham. I'm going to get Kareem Hunt in week eight. Yeah, I'm not worried about any of them. Are you a bronze fan? Because you're going to finish under 500. Uh, I'm just saying, I think the Steelers suck. Well, you can say what you want, but when's the last time the bronze had a winning record? They will this year. Well, I've heard that for a bunch of years. I heard that last year. 
The two years before that, they won one game total. When's the last time the Browns were in the playoffs? Well, you know. I remember what it was, and the Steelers beat the piss out of them. I bet you urinated your pants over that one. I bet you do that normally, but I bet even worse that day. Still there? No? I didn't think so. Now, Allison Foster chimes in from MLB.com. Allison Footer. She says the Kellis should be suspended more because he admitted he threw at Dietrich's head. Why is that that big a deal? He didn't hit him. Guys throw heads all the time. You're going to punish him because he's honest? Let's go real quick to Philip in Whitehall. Philip, run with double M. Good day, sir. I said good day. Hey, Mark, I think the Steelers' offense, I'm looking forward to it more minus those two. I think with their me, me, me add to, they could have probably sabotaged some of the younger guys with uh, A.B., I want the ball. I think they would have had they stuck around much longer. I think there were signs of that last year. Agreed. Thank you for the call. Okay. I'm giving away WB tickets right now. Car number eight for Willie Stargell, who I did not like. Uh, Car number eight now gets two tickets to WWE Raw Monday night at PPG Paints Arena. Car number eight right now, and I'll talk to Bob McLaughlin next, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. And he drink, smoked pot, figured if he showed up at rehab correct, it gave him a better shot at getting most improved. The X at 105.9. I spoke earlier about the uh, NFL's top 100 list. NFL.com, the ranking of the best 100 players in the National Football League. Number one, from Penn Hills and Pitt, uh, L.A. Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. I don't quite agree with that rating, but I don't disagree with it either. If uh, A.D.'s not number one, he's definitely top three. Joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to us by 84 Lumber. Bob, uh, your thoughts on my theory that uh, Neil Huntington did not trade uh, Felipe Vasquez because he was scared to do so. He was uh, frightened because he made such a bad deal, as it turned out, in the Chris Archer trade last year and uh, didn't want to pull the trigger and maybe author a sequel to that horrible transaction. Yeah, tough to argue against that, Mark, just because of the past history and because of the reaction to bad trades. Well, and because logic points to him trading Vasquez. Had to. I mean, at that point, it would have been going on with the Pirates team leading up to yesterday. Uh, had to. Now, I'm not saying just had to for any reason, just to get rid of them, just to, you know, take a bad deal. But they were so locked in with the Dodgers. I mean, you wonder how many other phone calls they answered or they made, how aggressive they were to look for other deals that were out there. Uh, maybe because there was so much coverage and there was so much talk about what they could, might, should get from the Dodgers. Maybe they were so locked in on that. They didn't really, you know, dive into too many other uh, scenarios. You know, there's huge heat in Los Angeles from oh, the my media God. there because the Dodgers did not get Vasquez. Uh, the media out there is saying that since the Dodgers have lost the last two World Series, if necessary, and I guess it would have been necessary, they should have paid over the odds and given more than they were willing to give to get Vasquez. Yeah, uh, firestorm out there right now, but still I think any Pirate fan would rather be having that argument and sitting out there with what's going on with the Dodgers team than sitting here in the same old seat as a Pirates fan. Uh, The suspensions came down. I had no problem with any of the suspensions because who cares? Uh, The teams both stink. It won't matter if those guys don't play, do play. If they split in two, clone each other, 
I mean, those teams are going nowhere, so what's the difference? I, I will say, though, that the groundswell that Kevin should get more than 10 games because he admitted throwing a Dietrich, I, I get the outrage because no pitcher ever admits that, but really, what's the difference? Well, the difference is, is that, you know, you talked about it last hour, and when this first broke, you talked about, hey, you know, they can't assign what he meant. They can't assign his intentions. He did that himself. You know what I mean? He took all doubt away by saying, yeah, I was thrown in. I wanted to deliver a message. He knew well, now, what Now, when he be. said, I, I, I don't recall the exact quote from Calabob. Did he say he was throwing at his head or that he was throwing in? He said he was throwing up and in. And oh, that, that he, that's nothing. That's but he not... said he knew what the intent of my pitch was. And I mean, But he didn't say what the intent was. He didn't say point blank, I threw at the guy's head. He didn't say that point blank. But admitting that he went up and in on him and that he was delivering a message, I thought... You know, with every other player, Mark, in this situation, you have that reasonable doubt. You can't make that claim that you knew exactly what he was doing. With Keona Kella, you absolutely can. And I was so surprised when he said that after the game, and now it's coming back to bite him with 10. I thought he would have got more also. And well, I thought David Bell should get more also. Coming out of the dugout like that after he was ejected, that's not just six games. I agree. It should have been more than six games. Plus, I mean, as a manager. Well, that's his eighth ejection as well. And he went right after Clint Hurdle. But like right. I said, even though Hurdle's old and uh, not in the best shape, if you're in the fight, you're in the fight. Yeah. I mean, and he it wasn't just him running out there and doing a little pushing and shoving. I mean, he went right out there. He Went he right for Hurdle. Right for Hurdle. And then he turned, and he got more physical. He ended up on the ground and maybe put in a, a headlock. But, I mean, he was as into that fight as anybody else. He should have got more than six. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. But my overwhelming opinion keeps going back to, hey, What's the difference? Uh, Thursday night football tonight, Bob. Will you watch? I will not. Really? I, I might turn it on for a little You're bit. You're not an American then. <laughs> well, that's going to be put out there on the internet no matter what. No matter what anybody else watches or doesn't watch, there'll be the other side to bitch at you about it no matter what your decision. But um, I might turn it on in the first quarter, just see a little bit because it is football. You know, it's. It's about that time, isn't it? But well, I, I hate the exhibitions because I can't get away from the fact that they're exhibitions. Yeah, but it's football. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there's a lot more good TV out there right now with all the choices you have and stuff like I'm that. I'm not sure about that, but keep going. Oh, there's good stuff out there. Like what? Uh, Killing Eve is really good. Yeah. BBC America. Get it. You, you'd like it. BBC America. Now, That's hold good. it. Is that, a, is that an English program or... Uh, no, it's, is it made by the BBC in America? It's made by BBC in America, so it's not really. It's based in Britain, but it's got some American actors in it, like Sandra Oh. Because BBC the, uh, BBC America has some decent programs. Absolutely, absolutely. There's like I said, I'll turn on the game tonight just to see that it's football. And hey, here we go. Well, it's August first already. You know, <laughs> you know what was on BBC America that was really good. Uh, I didn't see it first time, but I got the DVD. SSGB. Did you see that? Uh-uh, I did not. I love alternate histories. It's uh, it's England's lost the war to Germany, and it's about an SS unit in London. Oh, you told you talked. What which, was which, this? which of course ago, includes includes ago? Englishmen in the unit because you know they would have absorbed. Uh, I don't want to say collaborators, but you know you can't. There were only so many policemen in Germany to go around. Absolutely. It's like any alien invasion movie. There's always some humans who side with the aliens. I look would. At, look at They Live. You know? The classic, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Look at all the people that You know, Roddy in- died four day, four years ago yesterday. Oh, wow. And so, Harley you know, died today. Bad day at Blackrock. That yeah. was 
Sorry for bringing that up. That's that all right. Is, no, that's, that's all right. I love thinking movie. about Roddy. There's this kid uh, who wrestles for that new promotion, AEW, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He goes by MJF. I swear to God, he channels Roddy. And he doesn't imitate Roddy. Like, he doesn't sound like Roddy. You know, doesn't talk like Roddy did like that. It would be easy to do, but he doesn't. You, you know, it, it's it, but he channels Roddy. He, like, it's the spirit of Roddy. It's like Adam Lambert with Freddie Mercury. Is his finishing move the silver hammer for Maxwell's silver hammer? He would call you the biggest nerd for having said that. No, he's he's really good. Uh, by the way, wrestling fans, if you're just tuning in, Harley Race passed away today, the eight-time NWA champ. Uh, just a great guy. was privileged to know Harley. Uh, just around the corner, I'll tell you about someone that we weren't so privileged to know here in Pittsburgh. 105.9 X.